0: It's the Dara and Paddy Show, the Paddy and Dara Show, I'm pretty sure we said the Dara and Paddy Show, definitely, the Paddy and and Dara Show. show. Welcome to
1: episode 8 of the Paddy and Dara Show. Absolutely guys, it is episode 8 and today we are joined with an absolute A-list celebrity today lads, A-list celebrity. This lady, she has three podcasts. Three podcasts, what are they called boy? They're called That 90s Podcast and we have Trapped with Fred and Julie. We also have Crime Land, which is a a, a true crime comedy uh, podcast, brand new genre there guys. Uh, Yeah, like guys, she's also, she's a stand-up comedian. She's performed in venues such as Whelan's, Vicar Street and Electric Picnic. She's been named Forbidden Fruits Best comedy search in 2017. That is absolutely, and she's very close to uh, uh, a fella who, who, whom we're a big fan of, myself and Dara. And she has also opened up for uh, Tommy Tiernan and presented the Tommy Tiernan show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paddy and Dara show, Miss Julie
0: J. The crowd
2: goes off. mild. Absolutely <laughs> mental. Oh, guys Wild. Now, a couple of things. I do have to do a bit of a corrections corner. So okay, Here corrections corner. is the teaser Craft. coming in there trapped at the risk of sounding like a bit of a moon tour from the top trapped i'm afraid what fred and julie is no more oh, um wow. for the sake of well like it's funny because we got really good feedback on it and the numbers were good but sadly for the sake of our relationship myself and fred have decided the last thing you need to do um in the middle of a pandemic when living with your partner is a podcast with your partner so we've decided to just park that for a while <laughs> i think that's a wise decision yeah, julie enough, they right, say
0: they say you know business and family should be kept apart so maybe it was yeah. a wise decision maybe i maybe.
2: think now and we didn't you know we did enjoy it to an extent but we've decided to park it but up to 90 and crimeland are still going strong great so yeah
0: them. and how did they come about actually julie do you want to tell us how those podcasts started
2: i suppose up to 90 came about because my best buddy emma who's also comedian we decided to start a 90s podcast where we would be banging on about different 90s topic every week but then we just got sick of the 90s so we decided to just talk every week and that's actually working better so there is no theme so Um, it does happen a bit at festivals where we're invited to do festivals And people have a big introduction for us. And they're like, well, are you a fan of the 90s? Great. You're going to love up to 90. And we have to come on and say, we're not actually about the 90s anymore. And we just look out at a sea of blank faces. Because people are quite confused. And then we (laughs) say, it's just us. Basically talking, shooting from the hip, having the chats. There <laughs> is no what structure whatsoever. But it's interesting because it we do like the numbers are much better now. So okay, you know. So whatever I'm not going to lie,
0: Julie. The 90s are probably my least favorite decade now in terms of pop culture. Well, so. you
2: weren't alive, Tara.
0: I wasn't alive. Yeah, but Couldn't I think <laughs> the music is brutal. Like even the 90s is better.
2: Ah <laughs> uh, no! Stop.
1: Controversial there- opinions
2: come on now, I liked the 90s for a bit of music. I
1: it was always great for a bit of go, A bit of, bit of Destiny's Child, isn't it? Destiny bit of, Child. A bit of a... Loved That's Destiny's really Child.
2: Um, loved Two Unlimited, obviously Spice Girls. Oasis, Derek. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, no. What, what's it, what's Oasis. Oasis you? are
0: an exception, to be fair. Some exceptions. They're not. They
2: are they are reflective of they're the 90s. They're timeless, <laughs>
0: timeless classics now. Sign time. uh, I'd be an what 80s about, man now, I'd say. Uh.
2: Yeah, well the eighties now is hard to beat, to be fair. But the nineties were Pearl Jam, loved the Pixies.
0: Okay, the Pixies. I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought you were a Pixies fan now. Oh, I loved Pixies
2: back in the day. Nirvana?
0: Yeah, yeah. And no, okay, Pearl you're actually Jam. you're actually proving me Pearl wrong. Pearl Jam here. were
2: my favourite ever. I went I spent um a few months in Vancouver and I went off. To Seattle on my own one weekend because I was like I can't be this close to Seattle and not go to see the Nirvana museum, oh, so I yeah. went on my own and it was great.
1: Yeah, I it was like, good.
2: Would you recommend it? I would recommend it if we can ever get on a plane ever again. I would recommend it.
0: Right. Well, if I'm ever in Seattle, I'll I'll go to that museum just for you, Julie, and I'll let you know how it goes
2: do and there was a lovely cafe you can pop into as well there's this I think it's called a fish market in Seattle and you go in and you get a coffee and then you're sitting there reading your book and they come over and say would you like some free cake oh and you say would I like some free cake (laughs) and I thought I was very special I was like they've taken a particular shine to me But then I went to leave a review and quickly discovered that they just offer everyone free cake. But it's just, it's a nice spot. I love Seattle. It's so deadly.
0: Yeah, and like we're we're hoping to do J one next year, so I'd say we'll definitely be visiting Seattle at some stage. Please God, all going well. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, you you should definitely do the J one, guys. We're definitely
1: looking into it now. We're,
2: we're, what 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 were we
1: considering now? I know. Well, well, we were level. looking
0: at San. Looking uh, at San Fran. San Fran. Of we were course. looking at uh,
1: the other one, the other American hotspot, of course. That is slip my mind, but is, yeah, uh, San, uh, Diego? San Diego.
2: San
0: Diego.
1: Yeah, San.
2: I was. Hey, I, why I, why do all the J one ers go to San Diego? What's about um, there's
0: just it has a nice balance of city and coast and whatnot i feel like it just appeals to students and um, there seems to be a fair amount of work as well and bars and things like that i think that's the attraction
2: i just think i think j1 san diego i immediately think of the coronas we drink <laughs> oh, all day yeah, and we sleep it's, it's all, sleep all night. night i mean listen we're like i'm not I mean, wasting our life not wasting you life. are not, though uh, not if enough. you're drinking all day and see sorry but now what is it no have i got it the wrong way around drinking we, all night and sleep all day what's the
0: song we sleep all day we drink, drink all night.
1: night we are not wasting time yeah. yes correct yeah
2: but like Missed to it. be fair and <laughs> no judgment here on danny o'reilly but like i will say because i always whenever i hear that song i just think of Jay Warner's, and i guess that's what it's all about but you are kind like you're kind of wasting your time yeah, though maybe that's maybe what you're probably. at
0: well you need to see the place as well, preferably. Yeah. Uh, absolute
1: banger, though, to be fair. I've seen the boys live a few times, and every time they come out with that, it is the arena. They're on their feet, lads. It is an absolute yeah, party anthem.
2: Do you, but do you, and how how would you feel about the Coronas? I'd be a fan. I'd be I'm, a I'm fan. I'd be a fan. about that tone well, yeah. that Julie yeah. might be the biggest fan,
1: but I don't know. I hope Danny's no, not I listening. Like... Or or or, or, like or 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 would this be like? Uh, well, lads look behind you, Daniel O'Reilly. I had
2: Danny. I had Danny um, on a podcast many minutes ago, and he's a lovely fella. He's very very nice. Um, he's I think he's living around West Kerry now at the moment. He's living back west for the for the duration of the pandemic. He's been here all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I believe lovely he's a lovely fella, fella yeah. big, big into his Irish as well, which is he nice, is. he's a Gaeilgar. Yeah, we'll have great. to have him on we'll we, we, we have
1: Padiaga to Stara. get him on, yeah, because you do a lovely version of Heroes, of, Heroes of, or Ghosts of Swelga, I do, you know, yeah, type type Phenolaic. Phenolaic, oh, yeah it's one of my faves. Oh yeah,
0: faves. yeah,
1: that's um, a lovely one. My dad actually played at uh, the drummer of the Cronus wedding. Yeah, that's he right. He actually yeah. played the gig in the, um, the kind of the afters, like, yeah, so he played that gig, so. I'd say that was cool now, because we, like the previous like Christmas, we went to one of the Cronus gigs, and then like three months later, um dad got the gig playing like I, th- I he he told like his agent like let him oh you're playing whatever he he, he thought that he was playing at, at the chorus Someone, we oh. got murdered. <laughs> in the chorus so the like, god oh, grand chorus yeah, oh, yeah why not yeah uh, but it was, it was the cronies yeah so he's tough to bits and he said I remember he sent me a video of him and uh, Danny just chatting away at the bar real hit, yeah, hitting yeah. it off and uh he, asked he must me, be very
2: talented patrick yeah yeah he must be it must be there must be yeah your dad must be, yeah, yeah yeah no, yeah. no your dad dad's that's great he found, musician yeah, used to travel around
1: the uh, gigs so
2: did he, did he rock up to the corona's wedding, the drummer's wedding, and he'd all like he'd perfected forgiven? <laughs>
1: totally. He had all the chorus too, is a bastard, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly and he was like, say. You
2: guys know this one, I will love to love you like you do to me. Another <laughs> <only> one, <laughs> I wouldn't really chorus, like uh, so, and no.
0: they, you they would have been 90s. They would have been 90s. See, yeah. that's that's the that's the thing no, that's Andrei's, wrong there. No, oh, she was on Tommy
2: <laughs> Show this year. She was. Yeah, she, was she was on so the was. Tommy she, Show yeah, this year, Andrea. She's a very interesting yeah. woman. Yeah, very profound,
0: talk, chat. Yeah. Come here, Julie. Tell us, right? You're a moon Thor, You are moon tour bearlogisquelga. How did you end up in comedy? Was it something you've always wanted to pursue, or did you fall into it? Like, how did it come about?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I'd say I probably always had a bit of a growl for the old comedy and really wanted to give it a go. But I suppose back in the day, it really wasn't an option. You know, I mean, really, you went to college, you either did arts, you did law, you did business. They were kind of the main ones that people were doing. Um, so I probably always had a fascination with comedy. I remember as a teenager, I absolutely loved Joe Brand. I was obsessed with oh, Joe yeah. Brand um she kind of really inspired me but then I didn't have the courage to actually give it a go until I was maybe 32 and I said I'd give it a lash gave it a lash uh started off the usual way like an open mic didn't tell anyone I was doing it blah 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 and then That just went really well. So then somebody was like, do you want to do like a proper gig? I said, yes. And then somebody came to that and was like, do you want to do another gig? So it was a bit of a domino effect. And I was still teaching during the day. And it started off as a hobby. And then it kind of started to consume my life, such as such as the way with comedy. And then I decided to focus on the comedy full time.
0: And it's such it's such a, a brave Thing to do, like, cause you know, there was be a lot of people in careers and say, you know, I might try the music or something like that, or acting. But like with comedy, you're really, you know, you're putting everything out onto the floor. Like, you're really opening yourself up for just being, you know, getting the backlash. Like, for you, was it hard, you know, prepping yourself to the point where you're like, okay, you know, fuck it, I'm just gonna go out there and see what happens.
2: Well, I mean, I suppose you are exposing yourself to an extent, but then you're also a bit of a character on stage as well. So like, I would say that I'm very authentic in terms of my personality on stage is very much my personality off stage. But at the same time, and you know, I hate to break the news, guys, because I'm sure most people are aware of this, like a lot of the stories are very much embellished. So the character is probably you, the personality is you. It's very hard to affect a different personality on stage. I think the on um, your on stage persona is just an exaggeration yeah. of your offstage persona. I mean, even thinking of comedians, they'll say like Ard Lohan, I feel his persona on stage is very much an extension of his personality offstage. And mm. you know, Jason Byrne, whoever it might be, you can definitely see. The thread so it's not necessarily that you go on stage and you become a different person but a lot of the stories are kind of embellished yeah, and of it is an act no more than you know with acting it's very transparent what the relationship is okay audience person on stage they are acting but I do think with comedy sometimes people think that everything you're saying up there you know when comedians say I was walking down the street this morning I mean obviously that's (laughs) part of a script it's part of a set so that the lines are a little bit more blurred um I mean obviously you're you're a lot more exposed and more vulnerable than say if you're doing music or if you're doing uh acting it's you know you really are letting the audience in but there's also ways to kind of keep them out as well. And depending on your audience on a given evening, I know Sarah Millican said years ago, I thought it was so clever, that you should be able to play every room and tailor your comedy accordingly. So like, you're not going to do the same set in Vicker Street as you are at, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like the opening of a library down in Tullamore. Like it's going to be a different thing. Um, so you kind of tailor your material accordingly and therefore... I guess you kind of, you know, they do get a sense of you, but they don't get a sense of all of you.
1: Yeah. I think it's definitely like the best way to do it. Like, you know, like I know they always say like the truth is always funny. Do you know what I mean? So you're better off kind of, I suppose, like maybe taking something that did happen. And like you said, kind of exaggerate that and make that. Exactly. A, a fun, then yeah. Just and there kind of has to be. There to in there. Like, yeah. yeah.
2: There has to be a basis in real life. Otherwise, people just aren't buying it.
0: How did you find the balance between, like, how did you find maintaining the balance between comedy and teaching like you're english and our irish leaving cert teachers i was you, had you poor
2: things leaving
0: cert classes like that must have been
2: difficult well it was it wasn't it it is intense i mean that's why i probably did decide to focus on the comedy full time because i was rocking up to vicar street correcting copies and it was just <laughs> not doing me any favors and i think with anything you have to just because when i was supporting des he said it and it's so true like if you want something you really have to take a gamble on it yeah. and you have to commit to it. So even when I was supporting him and I had just kind of taken a step back from the teaching and I was like, Des is a great man for the chats. So he's great to talk to. And I was saying to him, you know, people kind of think I'm mad because obviously at this stage of my life to be taking a step back from the permanent pensionable job is probably a bit silly. And he was like, no, if you, if you want something, you have to commit it. And I think it doesn't matter what you want to do. That is the mantra you have to apply because there's always going to come a point where, say, with me and the teaching, where you kind of have to make a choice, and it wasn't an easy choice to make because I do love teaching and I love the kids, and I mean I've been teaching since probably a bit scary. What year are we in now? Twenty twenty one. I think I first started teaching. It would have been two thousand and eight. Okay. Yeah, so, it's so it's a long time. You did your parents you any run
1: it anyway? Yeah. Yeah, no, i yeah. definitely say, like, with the comedy, like, it is it is so demanding, like, you know, in terms of, like, doing different gigs and, like, even, like, you know, like, doing tours and stuff, like, you, you can't kind of, like, you would need to give it a, a 100%, like, you know.
2: Yeah, and also, um, I think, because teaching is a very demanding job in the best possible way in that yeah. you have to give the kids 100%, so... Yeah. It's it's like it's not like, an, you know, not to discredit other jobs, but, you know, you could probably yeah. get away with it if you were, you know, if you had a bit of a DOS job during the day. <laughs> I think a lot of it depends on your day job, because yeah. teaching is, Definitely. you know, I know people side teachers off, but like any teacher I've ever met, the vast majority, maybe not every single one, but the vast majority are so conscientious. They do so much for the kids. Like there's none of this going out the door And leaving work behind you. Like every teacher I've ever met brings it home with them to an extent. So it is very full on as a job. And I think sometimes teachers don't get credit for that. Um, And it's a really rewarding job. Like people often ask me now, oh, did you kind of take a step back from the teaching because you didn't like the job anymore? But that was totally not the case. It was just that it was time for a new chapter, I felt. And just
0: in terms of when you did start to become more involved in comedy, how did you find addressing that like in the classroom? Like eventually I remember the day mm. when it but, first came out that, you yeah. know, you know, Cohen ha- is, is a comedian and everyone was like what's, what's 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 funny, yeah. On? There was you know Well I'd say most <laughs> of my
2: students were probably like, if somebody would pay to see that woman, like this makes no sense <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Who are these people? Um, no, I mean, I suppose it's a bit stressy because again, it's that thing of to have a persona with an exaggeration of your personality, but it is embellishment as well. You know, it's not, it's not like even the videos, the sketch videos, myself and Emma would be doing like, this is not a documentary. Like we're obviously acting here, you know, it is. So I guess it was probably a bit of a stress in that I really didn't want people to think that, I mean, it's probably fairly obvious that it was, you know, a bit of a piss take or whatever. But like, it's just a different part of your life that you kind of do want to keep separate from yeah. school yeah, of course, because yeah. it it's... just gets a lot harder then.
1: No, just, just like exactly how, like in terms of keeping them the, the, the two kind of separate. Like, you know, obviously yeah. you're glad that like, you're a teacher and I suppose like you want all the respect that comes with being a teacher. And I suppose like what do you think? God, if you know I'm doing playing Vicar Street tonight like now. I know. You know
2: like and it's confusing. Yeah, it's confusing for the kids as well. Like, I know I had to have a conversation with some of the kids about not following me on Instagram mm. and stuff. And even now I think back, and I'm like, was that the right conversation to have? But I've just always been so like, the lines have to be so delineated. Like, you know you can follow me on Instagram but I suppose ultimately if you're a I don't want to say I'm a public figure but if you are putting yourself out there on that platform people are maybe maybe students are entitled to follow you on Instagram I don't know but it was probably unchartered territory for me in that it was something that I was like I really don't think this is appropriate that you do follow me but then now looking back I mean, I guess as well, because the lines have become increasingly blurred over the years and people are, I think, being more and more consumed by social media and it's kind of taking over it's kind of spinning over, bleeding into real life that maybe yeah. now if I was teaching, It'd be different, I yeah. wouldn't think it was that big a deal if people were following me. Um, yeah. But it was more at the time that I was like, oh, I just don't know if if, if that's the right thing for you, for you to be following yeah. me. But ultimately thinking back, I probably should have just said, yeah, grant. I mean, like actually that's your prerogative. But I guess it's hard because ultimately you do kind of want to be respected yeah. in the classroom. And I think I felt it was maybe I wouldn't see eroding like my ability to command respect in the classroom but I can totally understand that from the kids perspective it was maybe becoming a little bit harder to see me as a moon tour if you're looking at your phone and I'm you know, doing whatever crack with Emma in a sketch video, it just the lines become more blurry, and it's harder then maybe for the kids the to treat you up. with the same respect. From there, have
1: obviously just the that We've been lucky enough to to see Julie um in in in, in boat lights in in both of her. Um, her her, uh, her roles her but of her roles we've, we've been in the class with Julia we've also been obviously at a gig you but poor
2: ha- things imagine how- <laughs> getting a ticket for Tommy Tiernan for Christmas and your Irish <laughs> teachers supporting oh, him this, this you awesome want a movie. really fun, fun fun. Fun. it was hilarious oh, because fantastic. myself I, I
0: got Patrick tickets to Tommy Tiernan for Christmas because we love Tommy Tiernan he's, he's our nice. favourite comedian like absolutely adore this man but um he's a big inspiration in terms of, especially with the podcast he as well be, no, he be, yeah. but um I remember saying I'll be gas-like if if Julie was... the person supporting or whatever.
1: Yeah, because have we heard before that, that that she was doing it or? Yeah, your auntie yeah, went my, to see my, Tommy my too. my aunt went to Tommy. Yeah. My aunt went to Tommy. Oh, no you, you'd, you'd bought the tickets now before. Already. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, oh no, I think I said that as a joke.
0: But it was funny because we had asked you for the crack in class. You're like, oh, like any chance you supporting Tommy? And you're like, me no, because you probably thought we were chancing our arm or something, going to try and buy tickets. Yes. Ticket. And then that <laughs> night. Uh, it was actually my 18th birthday, coincidentally, the, t- the night the tickets are for and we were up at the bar, I, I got my pint, my ID, it was it was delight with myself and next thing over the speakers, it was, "Ladies and gentlemen, in ten minutes we'll be getting ready for our supporting act." Miss Julie, J and me and Patrick
1: just looked at each other and we're like, "Oh my probably, god!" Probably the single I greatest moment you of life realization—magic. Oh, we were, we were elating ourselves. We? Yeah, we that, that sure was excited.
2: a great show by Tommy. It he was—that was. was a brilliant show. I don't know, like he's—he's he's loving the TV show. I'd say now, yeah, it's going so well for him. I but know at you wrote that as well, but I it's, have it's,
0: to say, um, Julie, you were—you were very good. You were brilliant. And Thank like you, Derek. I think it was a great show. Um, the crowd were great and they were really engaging with yeah. your jokes as well. And uh, I remember we were sitting beside two, two mammies, they're in their 40s, 50s. And uh, we'd said to them, like, oh, this is our Irish teacher and all. <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, I hope she doesn't say anything too inappropriate. And yeah, was... <laughs> I, I think the first joke, the first within the first three minutes. The first three minutes. I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's that stuff.
2: kind of gig, you see. You know what what you mean? Mean? Oh, I I know your audience. To, yeah,
0: it was very good, though, I have to say. We, we, we thanks, enjoyed Tara. it, so fair play. No, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. How did the whole thing with Tommy kind of come about? Like, obviously, you're he you were saying you got your start, but how did that
2: come so, about? So, yeah, I did. I did the, uh, the Vodafone Comedy Festival which is a great festival, I did that and basically I was halfway through my set and he walked into the tent at that moment, only Tommy, but I didn't know he was there. But then it was hilarious because he did an interview with someone and somebody said to me, you know, Tommy saw you at the gig yesterday and he thought you were great. And I was like, really? And then I met him at like the after party and he was so nice and so sound. And then a couple of months later, he did some other interview and he was talking about me and the somebody got on to me about it and then he was looking for a support act so he just got my number from my agent and texted me and asked if I wanted to support him
0: and how did it feel in that moment like when like tommy tiernan one of ireland's greatest oh, it was comedians.
2: amazing i mean obviously it's kind of an out-of-body experience isn't it yeah. um, but i probably felt quite nervous as well because it's a lot sure of pressure you know it's tommy tiernan and i hadn't been doing comedy long at all and a lot of gigs um, as well So there's a lot of gigs yeah but i mean it was a great experience um so no i mean like it was very nerve-wracking getting the text but like obviously amazing
0: well congratulations anyway like That's a great opportunity Thanks, guys. Um, just on speaking of Tommy Tiernan, um, you ob- obviously you hosted as well the Tommy Tiernan show on mm-hmm. RTE for a season. Um, and as part of that role, you were the comparer. You had to introduce acts. We were just wondering, uh, would you be able to give the listeners a little taster of, of how you had introduced Paddy and Dara for the Paddy and Dara show if you well, were for to or yeah. oh, for so, the yeah. Tommy Tiernan show so, so, yeah so, so we're oh the if I would introduce so we're, you. we're behind the curtain okay. so we're behind uh, the curtain yeah. Um okay, we're ready to go cu- on okay and the the spotlight's okay. on you I was just trying
2: to think of your surnames <laughs> there for a minute but I remembered them well Tommy our next guests are very exciting new podcasters on the scene it's Dara Bacon and Patrick Quinn
1: very <laughs> 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 the
0: players, there. Yeah, that, we might yeah. put that at the start of every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do. Do a little well, Tommy. Yeah. Little, Feel free. Plug for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, look, That's
0: this why not have a little game so myself and paddy we love to play a few games with our guests right
2: this is when i get nervous yeah oh, this, this is what like. everyone I gets can tell nervous. you <laughs> Guys, I'm pushing forward sheet. When I hear game, I'm like, make it stop, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But look, we'll give it a whirl. Yeah,
1: give it a whirl. So so with this game now, it, it, it's kind of a bit of a, a bit of an improv game really. It kind of it requires I suppose quick thinking. Quick thinking. And it's uh I suppose it's kinda of obviously as we said before, you are you were our English and Irish teacher. So it's kind of it's kind of based off the English element of that.
2: No in a way, a little
1: bit. <laughs> so, so a little bit. So we're, so, so will explain further now.
2: We're go- now I've been <laughs> out of I've been out of that game for a while so well are these gonna be no. questions now like finish the line of this salad well, kind of thing? Well, well, you're not yes far no, off yes to be honest no, yes
0: julie yes you're, no. you're not far off so uh, we,
1: we're not,
2: we're, uh, no uh, this is unfair
0: you're grand we believe in you
1: so how the game goes actually have we got a name for the game Regan?
0: we do have a name for the game it goes uh, is it the like uh, did, it's the one you did now it's the same as England think, as the it's another book. one but it comes out. i think it's a uh, i can't remember it, it's a one, two, no you have to make that quote a crazy quote so right. basically, we are going to shoot you Shakespeare quotes and you have to finish them in the most bizarre and random way you can. So oh, we're going to okay. start the quote and you have to finish okay. it. But it has your to be just enemy. completely random. Yeah. First thing that
1: comes to your head, improv. Little, just, just throw a little bit of Julie J on, on, on that William Shakespeare. Give that so embellishment. Do you take all the way from the depths of his, of his darkest tragedies all the way to his beautiful uh, sonnets. Are you ready, Julie?
2: Of course, yeah. yeah go for it.
0: That <laughs> All that glistens isn't.
1: All that glistens. Can't think about it, Jude. Isn't isn't grammatical. Uh, more of your conversation would.
2: More of your conversation would bore me to death. My eyes smell. My eyes smell fishy. <laughs> uh,
1: virginity breeds mites, much like.
2: Opportunity breeds might much like, and and any Nick Owen is curious. <laughs> okay, uh, tis said they, and that's it. Tis said they. Oh well, we love this. Tis said they ate each other. <laughs> um. Okay, let me think. Tis said they reneged on their Tinder contract. Very
1: good. Uh, I do desire we may be better.
2: I do desire we may be better as. Um, long-term enemies
0: and last but not least is or do you have one more I've one more, you all one more? right this is my last one is this a blank i see before me
2: is this a badly stacked dishwasher i see before me and finally for me is one touch of nature makes the whole world one touch of nature makes the whole world Bang on about it on Instagram.
1: Very good. Very good. Fantastic. Well done, Judy. That was was a tough one now, but I think you did very well. You can wipe the sweat away from
0: your forehead now.
2: You're starting (laughs) to really, really sweat (laughs) there for a moment.
0: So that brings us on to our next segment, and this is our first kind of one that we do on a regular basis. This is is one we like to call. Honesty
1: it's the best policy let's hope it doesn't get sour in honesty hour well normally it's 15 but it's only about 10 now because we've got one question between us yeah but actually between
0: three of us between three of us. so Sorry. basically myself and paddy have a question for you julie and you have to answer it completely honestly completely. but fear not Don't because fear. myself and patrick will also answer the question after swings both ways okay. and we swing both so, ways. so Myself and Paddy want you to tell the listeners about your worst forward slash most embarrassing or difficult gig.
2: Oh, my worst gig. Well, I think having my sixth year students would probably be up there, but I (laughs) would know that wasn't a bad bad gig. What was a bad gig? Uh, Well, I mean, I've had a couple... Well, probably on a serious note, my worst one was when I did Vickers Street um, and all the gigs were going so lovely. But there was a guy who shouted down from the it was I'd literally come out and said hello. So it was at the top of my. Um, the top <laughs> of my set he shouted down like a derogatory slur oh, for women okay um yeah. from the balcony so everyone was quite shocked because the gigs had gotten like obviously especially me because the gigs had gone so yeah. well and I just hadn't had that experience so it was just like a really horrible moment yeah, that's terrible of like sexism is real oh, like Jesus it's very very Christ, real yeah. so it was kind of horrible I probably didn't recover as quickly as I could have because even in that moment I kind of panicked and there was so much that was going through my head that I could have said and I was quite annoyed because I remember my friend's husband was at the gig and he said to me after oh you should have said x y and z and I was like the misogyny continues of like a man telling me how I should respond (laughs) to um, a sexist sir so that was probably quite bad because it's that thing of that you have to just put it together because you can't just walk off stage
0: the fact it was the first thing as well that happened at the gig
2: yes a real
1: completely off kilter yeah
2: well i think as well it's just that it's sad because it wasn't even based on anything i'd said he'd clearly just had seen a female was like i'll just shout this at her but then he hunted me down after the gig to apologize um but I mean like obviously I was like is. yeah it's grand but yeah. that was that was tough and then there's like all you know yourself the other gigs that like I, I was booked in to do one once and they thought I was a poet so I landed down <laughs> and I was like what's going on here so everyone was like going through their spoken word poetry oh, wow. and it was all very <laughs> serious and about grief and bereavement and you know people's personal struggles and then I was like so now for a bit of (laughs) comedy and I was like what so that was (laughs) bad Um, but I'd say they'd be the worst I'd say they'd probably be the worst ones and
0: how did the crowd react was it taken with a uh with happiness that there was a lift of mood or was it like what a, what is she oh doing? yeah it
2: actually it was funny because they were really nice guys who organized the gig and it was a really lovely pub in Tonamore. I don't know what it is about the Midlands but I really love gigging in the Midlands like the people are so sound um but it was funny because then they actually got me back again but they kind of advertised it as comedy and poetry <laughs> um so they re- they kind of rebranded but they were lovely guys so it worked out well I think I'd say
0: if for I think myself and Patrick were kind of we were talking about this before mm. the show, and we'd we'd say it was our first gig really as as a probably, presenting yeah, duo. Yeah, in, in this uh, line of work now, yeah. So all, all stuff in <laughs> the
1: music front kind of went relatively swimmingly well. Relatively, relatively, yeah, most sw- of the relatively time. Relatively, swimmingly well.
0: We were opening up for, you know, Lucan's biggest teen talent competition. Oh, huge, lads. Uh We were presenting Lucan Community College's variety, variety show. Variety. Uh, hundreds of people are there, you know. It's groundbreaking stuff, lads. Mm. But uh, myself and Patrick were asked anyway to present, so we well, got... Well, I think we asked. Well, we I asked. I think, <laughs> think we asked. Yeah, I think we asked, I think we actually
1: went and said, listen, Mr. Can O'Connor, we? can we please, please... <laughs> Please let us present this, yeah. <laughs>
0: so we got the old suits out and polished our, our, our dicky-bows and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we, we, we had like a nice little setup, you know, we opened up the show with a song, you know, we planned to interact with the crowd. Oh, but, uh,
1: radio, we wanted to mix music comedy pre- you know present a, a, bit, of, a bit, bit of everything, everything. Bit of Who everything. Are we? yeah yeah. Um, but uh,
0: things from the beginning away. kind of went wrong so the first thing and i think patrick alluded to it in a previous podcast yeah previous episode episode three episode yeah, three yeah. you can get it's the a, preview to this story it's a great if you it's want a a to go to that now but what happened was uh we were coming out to open the the whole show and we'd planned to perform a, a song that myself and Patrick wrote and I was playing keyboard, I had my mic and Patrick had his guitar and he was supposed to be at the other mic. Yeah I was so, doing a bit of singing as well lads. Oh yeah he was yeah, singing was as well, little, yeah. that's of, what I said, that's yes, my. Well. we actually
1: like split songs in half, you know, I think the first verse, like, <laughs> I, I, I jump on verse two. Yeah that sounds like Sing a yeah. rap, <laughs> rap. Little rap yeah. but, uh, We
0: We walked out and um, you know acting all cool, suits on, like played the first chord I yeah. think
1: that rocked walked on first, right? That was the spotlight on him. Perfect. The intro on the keys starts singing, right? I walk on four of them. Yeah. Keys. Yeah. It was a surprise. <laughs> oh, there's another one, you know?
0: Patrick walks on on yes. the mic
1: and. ...discovers that there was no mic for Patrick. No no mic set up for me, lads, at all. Aww, so, not all. so I kind of walk on with the old guitar, anyway. And and I kind of I stand to face the crane and notice... ...okay, there's no mic here. Well, I'm There's nothing to sing into. And Darren also says, well, he starts kind of smirking. I'm kind of looking and smirking. playing the keyboard. So I, I, I kind of relax, you know. I just kind of take a few deep breaths. Like, right, let's not panic. Let's not scream, either. Improv. Improv, so... I kind of just turned back and walked towards Dara where Dara was set playing up playing the with keyboard. keyboard Yeah, and thus um, very slowly kind of uh, leaned, leaned in, in. Yeah, to uh, to Dara's mic and Dara kind of pulled away so Dara's playing the keys and you kind of pull him back I'm kind of <laughs> leaning in over over his piano to kind of to sing my bit now this
0: would have worked well only for the fact that there was a part of the song where we had a bit of a canon. so yeah. Patrick was singing I was singing the keyboard different was bits, going the guitar together, coming yeah. in and out and the two of us were leaned over but sure look it could have gone worse on the interval, we said, look...
2: Isn't that what they say to
0: lean in? Yeah, that's well, that's what they say. That's what they say, Julie. Really. Yeah, so on the interval then, we said we would chat with the crowd. So we said, great, we have our mics now. Patrick was provided with a mic. And we, we went have? to walk down into the crowd uh, and didn't the, the cord of the mic uh, pull the keyboard off the stage, <laughs> knock over all the mics, oh, no. speakers falling over and... Oh, there was trumps and the yeah.
1: feedback, and the guitar fell over, and we said, "Look, we'll, we'll move on swiftly. We'll do a bit of audience interaction." So I obviously, remember, I went, I went with my mic, and I went to, I asked members of the audience a question. Yeah. I, think I said to him, was like, listen, uh, how are you getting on? Who are you here to support? Who who have you enjoyed so far?" And I go to give him the mic, and of course, doesn't the the lead kind of stop? It's it's reached its <laughs> full capacity for length. Uh, <laughs> so I I kind of just have to invite. This is this, an elderly gentleman, I would say yeah. 60s or 70s, 60s like, not, to not 70s, too old yeah. there. But, yeah, he would prefer to remain seated yeah, times, so yeah. I, I, I invite him to kind of stand up and to kind of lean, <laughs> lean into over. the mic, I kind of have to help him, pull him up and lean into the mic, I goes, well, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and gives his answer. But a lot of things like that happen now, I'm sure yeah. there's more or something. There, there was a few few things that,
0: or we had like flashcards and we'd be like, okay, so next we have... Uh, Laura McGannon and then Lucy Barney would walk on stage Yeah,
1: so the order all, yes look. look we got through to, to be fair I think we well you know well. what
2: though it's just un- yeah unfortunately it is just in the doing like it, the learning is in the doing so it is yeah. one of those that like even I was doing a radio thing today and it's just it's just one of those that unfortunately I wish there was a better way but yeah. like you really just have to do it and kind of make a bit of a show of yourself in front of people and then the next time you get better but i mean i remember at the time i didn't see you guys doing that but people said you were great and the staff room is a real space of truth
1: okay lads That brings us on to the final segment of the show which is indeed (gasps) lads 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 it's (laughs) time for (laughs) the slate it's a weekly Weekly Review. review
0: It's that part of the show where we talk on the
1: slate. We, we get these things off our chest that needs to be getting off the chest.
0: Very important. So I hope Julie did her research now. We sent her out a very lengthy email that she said she oh half no. read. So I'm sure. Oh
2: <laughs> I mean, half read it like five minutes so, before it's podcasting. But so slate is just giving out about something, isn't it? Yeah, so something you
0: week. want to get off your chest, something negative, something that's just been doing your head in and you just want to get it out there. Quick, simple, um, brief.
2: Well, I think, and I mean, not to bring, I know it's a the podcast, but the one thing when I did read that, I think like a lot of people, the one thing that really has upset me this week would be the killing of Dwayne Wright. Um, so that's something that it just, I think it's upset a lot of people. I mean, yeah. it does seem like there seems to be something every day. I don't know yeah. what is going on There's over there, in the it? States at the moment, but yeah. just the whole thing. And, you know, I think it's a Kimberly Potter is the name of the police officer and, the way she's like, oh, yeah, I, thought I thought it was, it was my taser. taser, even though your taser is a different shape and it's actually neon yellow and it doesn't have a trigger and it's on a different hip and you do train police officers. I mean, the yeah. whole thing has just I think the explanation behind it has just frustrated people even more mm-hmm. so at the risk of bringing the tone down I think that is the one thing this week that I'm like really I mean it's yeah. just so awful but it just seems to be you know and actually I don't know if you saw that somebody put up I follow Sean King would really recommend following him actually on Instagram he's great Um, but he put up a thing which I just thought was unbelievable. That of course the trial and um, for George Floyd's killers is happening currently. Um, exactly, well, yeah. killer singular. I think it's only the Chauvin guys is on trial, but his so George Floyd's girlfriend taught Dwayne Wright, oh. which I think is quite eerie. That connection, yeah, like that, just that strange, and the fact yeah. that this only occurred effectively down the road from where this trial is going on, mm. it's just it's really sad strange. to watch, and it just seems like there's something every single day. Yeah, so that no, would be right. my. Yeah. Place. No, it I in the I don't too. think
0: there's anything wrong with uh, <laughs> mentioning that at all. You know, you're saying you're afraid to bring the tone down. But look, this is what the slate is for, and yeah, I'd i I'd be in agreement. It's it's pissed a lot of people off. I feel. Um. So I'm gonna put greedy corporations on the slate. No, mine is
1: a very different tone. Let me just say, <laughs> this now. I, I, we take it it's <laughs> a, a sharp swing. Patrick's keeping it light, <laughs> keeping it on brand. Go on, there, go on, hit us, hit us with this. So i'm putting greedy gre- corporation is it
0: greedy corporations okay. on the slate right because uh, a lot of people in ireland have recently discovered this wonderful new phenomenon that is the serger guinness can oh, that's, oh, so yeah. amazing the most amazing point of guinness i think i've ever had these serger cans you have to import them Jerry,
2: you're like 12 years of age what i'm 12 yeah
0: <laughs> so oh, i know I
2: suppose, you can. I suppose you've been drinking for two years have
0: you nearly three now julie Big boys now, jewelry, yeah, yeah, we're nearly 21. Crazy. Nearly 21. But, Crazy. Um, Guinness Serger cans. Um, beautiful can in your home with the old jewellery cleaner. You know yourselves if you've, if you've seen it online. But when I bought my first slab of Serger cans, got them flown in from England. It was €55, Euro, including delivery for a slab, which is about €2 Euro something a can, which is pretty reasonable, right, considering how good they are. I went to order that exact same slab from the same website a few days ago, and it was eighty-five euro a slab. So they've increased the price by thirty euro purely because it's become viral and loads of people are buying them. So they know they can up their profits. And but like, I feel like they're gonna have the opposite effect because now I'm like, that's too
1: expensive. This nearly four euro can, man. I'm
2: I'm too bad. I'm too bad at maths. Is that expensive for a can? I'm not a big drinker. See,
1: see, I'm still of the impression that I've obviously tasted this this particular beverage done this way. And I do find it is as good as, if not better than your average pint, which Mm -hmm. you would pay Five at least euro kind 50. of 550 for yeah. you know, I, 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 in, in a good place so for me it still checked it checks out it still works yeah well. no i agree but, but like 30 euro it's extra I,
0: like come on Ah,
2: yeah no if you increase. do the
1: maths it is excessive for sure yeah. like maybe 10 or more but like 30 quid it's a lot it's a lot right lads so so, so my slate now this time right lads and it might be something that some people may be able to relate to um it's not normally a problem that you find in the city maybe more than the country a little bit but i've 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 been having it very bad now as of late uh i can see there as i was going <laughs> the 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 clogs are taking the, the brakes like what's he going to say yeah <laughs> no that's my slate i'm putting on uh dreadful poor broadband oh, God. Uh, on the slate lads, this because, is terrible um my wife I used to be great lads she used to be cracking you know four bars how many bars can you get i was going to say five bars five oh yeah probably, five bars yeah, yeah she used to be five bars be no bother no issues lads as of late now i don't know what it is just as soon as we decided yeah. to start recording the podcast as soon as we decided actually, Use, use the time productively and, and, and make something which requires uh, good broadband, and, uh, go, yeah, good connection. God, uh, no, it's absolutely terrible. Now i tried to blow something. There it would take about four and a half hours instead of four minutes. Yeah, and so it really is it, 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 it's a new low. I think we rang up the the lads who oh, what do you even call them? the, the broadband the broad, providers, the broadband providers and uh, apparently what we're on it's a shared broadband right. and we only get like five gigabytes or whatever yeah. uh, as opposed to well most people was like 500 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. so so significantly less lads yeah um the lads came anyway and they're after it just completely digging up the front garden. I don't know why they needed to do that, but they just did, and it's, we're in tatters. There's bricks everywhere. Very good. And the job won't be done now until next Tuesday, I believe. Very if, good. if even. So, bad broadband lad, I'm not vibing with it. No, I'm and it affects it. our <laughs> podcast quality as well. It does, it does. And we probably lost, lost Julie a few times half there. Our, half our guests sound like they're a to reach us from a, a straw in a tin can. Yeah. No, right. Well, but, listen,
2: um, I'm, no, I know it can be very annoying. I didn't want to say, but it did say something about your network. Bandwidth yeah, at the
0: top. There we go. it said us, it said it to us a few keep times. Us, know, okay. It lets us um, know, like it does. It, keep, says, it keeps us in the know. It tells you that you're unstable, which I have to say is a bit offensive. You don't know, like that, bit attacking of a me like yeah, that. You yeah, know, yeah. don't call me unstable, Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we are not I'm a stable person. <laughs> you're okay. personalising our next part of the weekly review it is good vibrations something that is looking yeah. optimistic it's showing you signs of good vibes to come julie you You're feeling
1: good about yourself um
2: today? well it's an obvious one but i think the announcement now about the extra visor doses is i think For it's sure. after giving everyone a bit of a lift so i'm good. feeling very optimistic about that
1: hopefully we'll all get vaccinated Hopefully, I was supposed to be vaccinated oh, like I really
2: four months so. ago.
0: Here's it
1: coming up though,
0: And it was supposed to be tomorrow and got cancelled. Oh, so it's, not yeah, so it's not tomorrow. So it's, not tomorrow. Yeah, it's been cancelled a few times now, but look, I'll get it in. I'll get it in my arm soon. Uh, my good vibrations is the world of cryptocurrency. So last lockdown, I decided to dabble in a bit of uh, investing. I taught myself the stock markets, made a few investments. People told me I was crazy. thought I was losing the marbles. What I have to say, lads, the cryptocurrency market is booming at the moment. I've woken up to some lovely-looking percentage increases now in my portfolio. The millionaire before you know Millionaire lose. before you know, lads. You wash his face now. Watch his the face. There you go, lads. Cryptocurrency, they said
1: it was a scam in the beginning. Well done. Uh, lads, for me, I'm going I'm to tell you what my good vibration is, lads. This is something I've discovered recently. Because um, I know I said it at the... At the, at the and the first podcast, right, I I, I, I made the disclosure that I've actually never listened to a podcast before. <laughs> that that the Paddy Nurse was going to be the first one I ever listened to, uh, but I, I, I've delved in and I've t- I've explored them a little bit more, lads, like, in recent times. And uh, throughout the week, I discovered the, the Blind Boy podcast, right, lads. And let me tell you, lads, I've never been more enlightened listening to a man or two men speak. I listened to the episode of Gilbert Hosier. and lads, in, within an, within space of two hours, I right, create a flow, overcoming criticism all the way into like music inspirations, fairy folk iris heritage and then a bit of direct provision at the end they, they covered all that don't stuff. forget the Why? um
0: what are they called the rods uh, the, the divine rods divine for rods, finding like, water like where wells i going to hear that being talked about you know so yeah. lads, he's great blind out, boy. Line boy yeah he's very nice. profound very profound and last but not least we have the weekly whimsy so the weekly whimsy is basically something just anecdotal something funny something something funny you read or something funny that happened to you or just just something small and anecdotal that you'd like to share Julie, do you have anything?
2: Well, it's not really anecdotal, but one thing I think which is quite current, keep my finger on the pulse, which I find kind of funny. Well, it's probably bad to find this funny, but poor old Prince Philip. I've always been a fan of Prince Philip and I hate to break the news to you, but he actually died. I know they've been keeping it on the DL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, They haven't really been talking no, about it, but no, Prince Philip did die. And I was <laughs> a Prince Philip fan. Uh, you know, I'm a Prince Philip fan, but I do find it kind of funny that over in England um, so many people were like oh so sad the Queen's husband and he was such a good partner to her this is just really really sad and then people heard the MasterChef final was cancelled and they were like oh come on he was 99 let's move on Um, and I do find it kind of funny not taken from Prince Philip who was kind of a fan of I mean he was unpredictable and and totally said cheap. some very bad things which we should choose yeah. to forget but i just think at least he brought an unpredictability to it all but he uh, i found it kind of funny that the bbc got so many complaints that they had to launch, launch a new web page and i just yeah. think how gas is that that news coverage of your life would be the most complained thing Imagine, complained yeah. about thing in tv history so i found that kind of funny
0: look let's not forget the the pages and pages of content that Prince Philip provided for the writers of the Crown, as well, hundred thousand uh, complaints, I believe, they got within a, a few days of uh, of their the news being released about Prince Philip. So there you go. So, wild. so yeah, I thought
2: that was kind. I thought that was kind of funny, Paddy
1: yeah are oh, we not going to do this. Oh, we'll, we'll go keep, the, okay. same order, we'll keep so. the same
2: order yeah I agree but I concur with Paddy <laughs> let's not it mix it up <laughs> at so the final furlong
1: I
0: couldn't more. remember who went no. first no. Uh, my weekly whimsy was something very simple and I feel it's something that can happen to people very easily and it's actually something that I'm terrified would happen to me and it happened anyway uh, but I feel like everyone always has that moment where they accidentally send a text to the wrong group oh, that was excellent. intended for wow. someone else. Or uh, so essentially, I uh, I accidentally sent a very lovey dovey uh, text message uh, that was in, was in te- meant to be for my girlfriend, mm. but I accidentally sent it into a group chat with my friends. Yeah. And the only thing, the the worst part about it is, as soon as it's sent, even if you unsend it and you see the people who've yeah. seen it, you, you prepare yourself for the influx of slagging that you're mm. going to get for the next five days yeah, and, and will that, probably that, be used for the next yeah, three yeah, years that, yeah, for exactly. content.
1: Yeah, I'll have to just get it up here now like, just for the listeners. Gonna oh yeah, be you're going to get it up no, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, so My Weekly whimsy <laughs> was funny enough now, like, like I, I said now a few weeks back how I indulged uh, uh, a two week online Grail Talks um, kind of course, right? And My Weekly whimsy was kind of something funny that happened on that course. Uh, basically, we were doing a little, kind of getting to know each other, right? And uh, your man, you had like a list of kind of adjectives like personality traits to describe yourself you know okay right. came dinner tattoo eyes then kindle to me, etc etc so we're all doing that and given you know we're doing it in trees. i am a boom 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 person i'm this this and this and then you decide to shape it up for a bit of a laugh right and he goes right patrick uh you uh tell us what kind of person say i don't know i'll pick around the name lucy is yeah, yeah. Uh, using adjectives from the negative list right oh now my understanding of the game because everyone else had gone before me, was that we were doing it in trees, you right. know, that it was it was a trio, it was a three-piece kind of thing. Um, but I, I kind of misheard him. He actually just said, "I'll oh, just give us one for a laugh. Do you oh, know, it was a bit okay, of a fun. Okay. So, so I was kind of, I was bigging it up. I was b- beating myself for it. And I even said to her, I said, um, right, listen, Lucy, I don't actually think this of you, but for the sake of the game, I'm going to have to say, and I just went. I was like, "You are a horrible, obnoxious, and rude person." Bam, <laughs> done. You know. And then everyone was like, "Whoa, whoa, easy, easy, easy." Just one man, one is enough, oh No plenty. And I just went there. Like, That's I did, so I funny, Patrick.
2: So you're slating that poor girl. Oh,
1: destroying her, destroying. Her. I, I wouldn't mind. She literally like the only person on the course that I actually didn't know. She was from, <laughs> she from a different course. Wouldn't even on my course. Uh, and then everyone else went and did the same thing. And it was you know, oh, you're a lazy person. Have very good, very funny. Or Colleen Bucht. I, I went for three. I thought we were doing it in three. So I just thought that was a uh, one of those things.
0: Look, I think that wraps up episode eight of the Paddy and Dara absolutely, show. Absolutely,
1: guys. And a huge thank you to, to, to the incredible Julie Day for taking time Little out of her pan busy pan schedule pan, oh to showing us here this evening. It's uh, been
0: a pleasure. And guys, make sure that you follow Julie on Instagram, on Facebook. You check out her podcast, give her some support. I'm sure she'll be coming to a place near you once she's touring now. In 2022. Sometime 100%. in
2: 2022, hopefully. Thanks That's for having me, guys. Cross. It's a great podcast. So well done.
0: Absolutely. Thanks Julie Thanks All the best Bye we'll see you soon. It's the Dara and Paddy Show What's
1: The, the Paddy, and Paddy and Dara Show oh, I'm pretty sure we said The Dara and Paddy Show Definitely, oh, the, the, Paddy Dara Dara show. definitely oh, the Paddy and Dara Show Just oh, for